this is a rebuttal to the Georgia Guy Stones. I don't know if you've done any research or if you even know what the Georgia Guidestones are. Just Google it, Bing it, um, duck, duck, go it. Just uh, search it. You'll find out what it is. Uh, they are located in Elbert County, Georgia, and they tell the story of a controlling mind. The philosophy behind them is authoritarian, centralized, and satanic. I first decided to give a rebuttal to each statement, and I'll read you each statement that you find on the Georgia Guidestones. And uh, after I give you my rebuttal to each statement, I'm going to give you my 10 Georgia, or my Guidestones. I don't want to call them Georgia Guidestones, I'll just call them Heaven's Guidestones. Anyway, the first principle that that you find on the Georgia Guidestones is maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. Now, who's to say how this is supposed to be done or who's to say if this is even ideal? Anyway, my rebuttal is simple. Maintain communities in balance with perfect common consent and conservation. As you know at The Genuine Optimist, I'm a big, big advocate for common consent because it's the only way to protect the voice, value, and vote of every single human being. Anyway, I continue with my rebuttal. Avoid metropolitan cities that increase the use of massive energy and dissolve the individual. This is where common consent can be or cannot be. Correct, let me correct that. This is where common consent cannot be achieved. God scattered the people in order to accomplish this, meaning he scattered the people so that we could create more diversity, more voice, more autonomous thought processes at a distance rather than being collectivized into one whole unit, which really dissolves that potentiality. Anyway, maintaining humanity under 500 million is, is pretty, pretty sick. And that is what feeds the eugenics mindset that's out there because they think that the world is not big enough and it's just not going to supply for all of our needs. Well, in my final rebuttal or in my final 10 points of heaven, I challenge that. Number two, guide reproduction wisely, dash improving fitness and diversity. That's the guidestone principle number two in Georgia. My rebuttal to that is simply do not control reproduction. Improving fitness can only be achieved on a community level because they work for their food. Anytime you do not work for your food, you become lazy, basically. Diversity is a natural outgrowth and not an inherent reality. Meaning that this person, whoever wrote these Georgia Guidestones originally, thinking that if you guide reproduction wisely, you are going to improve diversity. Meaning control meaning eugenics, meaning let's thin the herd. Let's go to China and create a one-child policy uh, uh, um, nationwide. Let's uh, give women uh, Gardasil. Let's, give a, let's uh, promote more and more ab abortion. Let's, just, let's control nature, and as a result, we're going to create more diversity. <laughs> That's not true. I could go on and on about that one. That's that's again just in line with number two. Let's let's thin the herd. Let's try to create fewer people in the world, and we're going to create more diversity. It's not true. Number three, 
unite humanity with a living language, or at least with one single living new language. And they emphasize the word new language. Well, if you unite with one language, you destroy diversity. Embrace divergent languages. Don't try to unite them in your so-called new AI language, but uh, create more languages. If you were to follow what's happened in the past 30, 40 years with all the computer technology languages, that's pretty diverse. Well, they want to put it all under a new language, dissolve French, Greek, Latin, you name it. Get rid of all of it. All the history, all the, all the etymology, all the epistemological first use of a word, all of that, gone. That's what they want. This is what a control freak mindset basically pushes. And I say, no, we need more diversity. We need to embrace our, our many languages. Number four, rule, passion, faith, tradition, and all things with tempered reason, meaning passion, faith, and tradition, according to this nut job here, is to be tempered by reason. But they never define what reason is. So I rebuttal it in a simple way. To rule passion dumbs people down, meaning you don't want to try to rule passion. It just dumbs us down. Faith should be free. People will be attracted to what works. If you rule tradition, you destroy reason, which comes from all and not a few. Again, it's just more central control. They want to rule all of our passions because passion leads to ideas, and ideas are very dangerous things. That's basically what number three is saying. It's bad news. Number five, protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts. Again, just some real bad thinking here. It doesn't say protect the individual. It says protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts. So in other words, a court system above the nations and above the people is going to protect them. That's a big assumption. The United States has the best system. This is my rebuttal. A greater cross-section of input with the greatest diversity of votes. Even uh, Austria, um, the Swiss, actually, the Swiss Constitution can't even compare. Although there's a greater degree of freedom and there's um, more involvement, per se, there's not a greater cross-section of votes. It is meaning they don't have an electoral college that we have. I mean, if they had an electoral college with a greater cross-section, it might be even more powerful than ours. It is just missing a decentralization of voice. That's basically what America is missing. We've centralized our voice into big, huge media outlets and, and uh, media combines, and that's where our voice is, and also the social media ghettos that we're all stuck on. If we could decentralize that, and I have got some powerful ideas with regard to that, we could have some, some great, uh, a great uh, renaissance. Anyway, every community can improve only by common consent in modular form. And if we can establish common consent in our communities in a modular structure, structure we create more voice, and that's the, that's the ticket. That's the thing that's going to lift the uh, United States and be a beacon to the world again. Anyway, number five <laughs> that they wrote down, protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts. Yeah, another more Platonic thinking. More Plato and his republic uh, where they centralized control at the top with their kingmaker model. Bad news. Number six, let all nations rule internally, resolving external disputes in a world court. <laughs> Again, more top-down control and command and control, and that is dangerous. I once had a professor in college years ago, and he taught political science, 
And, you know, his first lesson for the day was a world court and the United Nations is going to save the world. Again, we can't allow for the bickering of all the you people in your community. So we're going to solve it way up here. And that was his solution. And he ranted all semester long about that. I'm writing a book that's rebutting him, strictly him. And I will hopefully get that published in a couple months here. I'm about, I'm about halfway through it. It's called The High Road. Look for it. Anyway, a world court comes from the devil. This is my rebuttal. If people cannot rule themselves by common consent, then justice dies. Again, justice is the greatest cross-section of people looking at the same thing and, and hearing the argument, not just one person. In fact, I'm not a fan of judges judging civil disputes at all. I'd rather our peers judge that. I said that in a, in a previous podcast. Number seven, avoid petty laws and useless officials. Each community decides by common consent. That's the best way to put it. Let communities, let people decide for themselves. And yeah, petty laws are petty laws and useful officials, but what this person is meaning to say by useless officials, meaning officials that you elect, not officials we appoint. This person is implying, and I know they're thinking, as we will appoint all the officials you need. We are not going to let you decide for yourself the officials you want whether it's a sheriff or what have you. And number seven, just, just just some bad writing. I think the Georgia Guidestones have got to be some of the worst writing, worst philosophy I've ever come across in my entire life. Number eight, balance personal rights with social duties. Again, who's to say what these social duties are and what decides what, what makes for a balance? Just a blanket generalization out there with no clarification. So my rebuttal is simple. You cannot force one to do good. It's simple. You just can't force it. Duty is not a state-imposed behavior. It is a matter of making a personal covenant with God or your God and your community. If we do not allow God to rule by non-compulsory covenant, we get our behavior and actions numbered and policed. And that's basically what this nut job is saying, is that they want to police our behavior and number it. That's what is their social duty. They're going to tell us how we're supposed to behave. That's low left thinking over and over again. It's not high left thinking, which is an entirely different lifting, inspiring way of thinking. It's a low left thinking. Again, the high road that I'm publishing here in a couple months is going to explain all that. Number nine, prize truth, beauty, love, seeking harmony with the infinite. Again, doesn't say what the infinite is, but I'm betting this person thinks the infinite, the infinite is Satan. <laughs> You know, and you're supposed to prize truth, beauty, and love with that kind of an infinite. My simple rebuttal is this. This works only if the infinite is defined by God himself, not by man. But, you know, this person doesn't want to allow for that to happen, nor does any globalist mindset want that to happen. Finally, number 10, be not a cancer on the earth. Leave room for nature. Leave room for nature, as if nature is superior to all intelligent life. So my rebuttal is simple. Let not the idolatry for authority and central control be, this, be the cancer on the earth. Bind the chains of Satan and globalism with the vision that all the people are prophets. Meaning, would that all the people are prophets. And leave the room for that. Always leave room for the vision and foresight and innovation that a single individual can create.
Anyway, after I was done with those rebuttals, I said to myself, if I were to rebuild the Georgia Guidestones, I'd call them the Heavens Guidestones, or just basically Heavens Guidestones. And I rewrote them in a very simple way. And um, here we go. Number one, let humanity fill the earth. It is full with enough to spare. That flies right in the face of the imposed uh, scarcity mindset that wants to create scarcity in order to create more control. Well, there is no scarcity. The earth is full with enough to spare. And if anyone disagrees with that, then they don't understand that this planet was organized by God and he gave enough room for all of us and then much more to spare. If you don't believe that, then you believe a scarcity mindset and you believe that we're born selfish and you'll start to seek for control and you start to impose upon people um, your uh, authoritarian mindset. It's not going to work. You can believe what you want to believe, but what you believe is actually destructive. Number two, <clears throat> wrong no man, corrupt no woman, defraud no child. Simple. Corrupt no man, no man. <clears throat> Sorry, wrong no man, corrupt no woman, and defraud no child. Very simple. Number three, conserve the voice, vote, and value of every person. If you can scale a society by protecting the voice and the value and the vote of every single person, and all, of, all three of those are kept together and they're not pulled apart, like we see with voice pulled apart and controlled by big media combines, if we can bring the voice of the person back here and they control it, and they're not influenced by this garbage out here, and you scale that out into a, uh, into a local community model, that's extremely powerful. So this idiot who wrote the Georgia's Guidestones has no philosophy, no epistemology, no love for humanity, no insight, no wisdom, period. He's the dumbest human being on the planet to create this. And for me, just a regular old Joe, who's a general contractor by day, and I can come up with better stuff than him? This is the problem with elitists. They have no philosophy. They have no insight. They really have no connection with the infinite. It's really, really sad. And yet they've got so much wealth and so much control, they will eventually collapse and we will bind the chains of Satan, that bastard he is. We will bind the chains of his control and I believe some of these philosophies are going to do it. Sorry, had to go off a little rant there. Anyway, that next one here, number four, inspire faith in right action to guide reason. Number five, sovereignty is the conservation of local responsibility first. A lot of us talk about having a sovereign nation. That's great. Maybe even a sovereign state like Texas, the Lone Star State, which has retained its right to secede from the Union in its own constitution. That's a wonderful thing, to retain your sovereign right. But I think that goes all the way down into the community and even all the way, all the way down into, into the neighborhood, into your family, and into your soul. As we have to scale that sovereign power from you know the bottom up. Number six, replace judges with peers and replace precedents with law. <laughs> yeah, that's my take. Number seven, decentralize control of everything and everywhere. Number eight, a rising tide lifts all boats and it starts in communities. So much of our voice, so much of our, our care for one another has been lost because we lost it in our communities. We got to get that back. Number nine, relinquish all idolatry for authority. No more idolatry. We don't worship individuals. We, pre we have a precious love for principle and truth. 
but let's get away from our idolatry for authority. Number 10, every tongue will confess and every knee will bow to Christ. Um, if you were to read his Beatitudes alone, we kneel and bow to that. Not to necessarily human being or the glorification of a human being who became God. Um, or even our older brother or or whatnot. It's just those Beatitudes. If you were to uh, uh, submit to that, that's super powerful. And I think that every every tongue will confess to those and every knee will bow to that way of thinking. Anyway, when I was all done with my own guide stones, I even simplified them down to three core principles. Let humanity fill the earth. It is full with enough to spare. That kills the, the eugenics mindset that thinks it needs to thin the herd. Number two, wrong no man, corrupt no, man, no woman, and defraud no child. It's basically lifting every single human being up. And lastly, number three, conserve the voice, vote, and value of every human being. Every human being. If we can just have those three principles alone, we could build a powerful renaissance, a powerful enlightenment. Anyway, I'm surprised that nobody else is. I haven't found any other uh, challenge to the Guidestones. That's my rebuttal. I think the Georgia Guidestones are hideous. I'm surprised they're still standing. I know that there's been a lot of graffiti out there. But, you know, I challenge uh, all my listeners and those that are listening to me right now that if you get in touch with me, maybe if we had 20 people and another 20 after that, we could go find some land in um, Georgia, really close to the guidestones, put up our own guidestones, and stick it to them in their face. I'm not saying we have to use my guidestones. I'd like to have three pillars with nothing on them, just a blank slate. Kind of like a tabula rasa, where we are able to just put in our own little uh, guidestones. They're just blank. Uh, we could have a little plaque maybe with some of these principles on there. Uh, it doesn't have to be. But I think three pillars standing upright, beautiful with light coming up them, and really close to the Georgia's Guidestones with a, like maybe a beacon going out like this throughout the land. And it's a blank slate. They're not in control of our future. We are in control of our own destiny. I think if a lot of us got some money together, we could actually put that together. If not in Georgia, somewhere else, maybe Texas somewhere. But I'd like to have somewhere where we have our own uh, guidestones, blank slate. We can call them the American blank slate stones, you know, our own tabula rasa. And they're just blank. And they have little areas where we can actually put our own hopes and prayers and dreams for our country and for our own futures. We could build that. And what would be really cool is we could have sentries, you know, people standing there at guard to watch them and protect them. Kind of like the, the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. We could have, you know, people that volunteer that stand there through thick and thin that we are going to protect our own blank slate. The, the future is ours, not for anybody to prescribe for us. Pretty cool. Anyway, I'm a general contractor. I know I could find the people to build it. I just don't have the funding right now. If I had the funding, then I'd pull a switch and do something like that. We need more inspiration like that in America. Less garbage philosophy like you see on the on the Georgia Guidestones today. <laughs> anyway, that's my take. My rebuttal for the Georgia Guidestones. I hope you like it. You can find The Genuine Optimist at GenuineOptimist.com. Please subscribe and get notified.